Welcome to Unpause Life, the podcast about hitting play on the pause button and taking the leap out of our comfort zone. I'm Jen Payne. And I'm Stacey Rourke. And we're your hosts on this nutty quest to laugh our way through the pause. And that we do. And I think we've done that since the moment we met. (laughs) Um, Our listeners have probably heard me on uh, my podcast, Mimesis, or Seen Me in the Literary World. I've been around for a little minute. But I met this lovely lady here with me today through my husband, and she had an idea for this podcast that I thought was so inspiring and so motivational that I really wanted to be a part of it and help her get it out there to the world. So Jen, why don't you tell people a little bit about your mission here? So this idea came a couple years ago, actually, um, as I started to reach a more mature age. Such a nice way to say it. (laughs) (laughs) Um... And I was out doing things with friends. Um, one of the one of the catalysts was actually I was with um, one of my really good friends, and we were on a girls' trip. And we were at on a lake, and there was this bridge that everybody said you have to jump off the bridge. Everybody jumps off this bridge. Your mom never warned you about your friends telling you to jump off the bridge. <laughs> well, apparently I didn't listen because my friend wanted to jump off a bridge, so I was like, <laughs> okay, let's go do that. Um, So we went out to this bridge and it didn't look so high, right? When we're on the boat, they wouldn't let us drink either before we were going to do this. Probably smart. That's a good idea. That's a good idea. So we get there. We've been talking about it for a couple of days and we get to the bridge. We jump off the boat. We swim. Now you have to climb up the side of the hill and the bridge is just a bunch of old railroad tracks. (laughs) So we're still, we're going to do it. And it was my friend's 50th birthday. So we were really going to go do this. We get up there. I immediately took a couple steps out and froze. Yeah, as one would. Because you can like fit a leg down the hole in the railroad tracks. Like I'm thinking, okay, I'm going to get stuck. She keeps going. I get halfway out. I'm frozen. She's standing there and she's like, you go first. You go first. I'm like, I'm not going first. You go first. <laughs> I'm like, you're on the edge. And everybody kept telling us, "You, it's fine. It's 20 feet deep. It's, you know, you can't get hurt. But... What they also said before we left, make sure you cross your arms across your chest, go down like a pencil, like hold your flip-flops in your hands. And I'm thinking that there's no way. There is a lot of rules to this like carefree moment. Right? Too many rules for us not to get hurt doing this. I think like 20 minutes passed and I just flat out was like, I'm not doing this. I yelled out. I'm like, hey, I'm good. I'm not going. She was up there just adamant that she was going to do it. And she didn't end up doing it. Oh, okay. So then we have to make our way back down, like with our tail between our legs, because we were talking all big and bad that we were going to do this. And um, we get to the bottom. Funny, not funny. She slipped and broke her finger on the way down. Oh, no. The simple things, right? But she really was beating herself up. I kind of took the attitude of like, well, I tried it, but I was going to do it. But so this um, prompted a lot of conversation for us about really facing our fears. Yeah. And then we started to talk about like where we were in life. And, and the word pause kept popping up for us. And we were talking about like going through menopause. And then it turned into like, we put our lives on pause for husbands, for kids, for jobs. And then we came out the other side at like 50 thinking, oh my gosh, what did we do with our lives? Like yeah. where, 
you know, how do we lose ourselves somewhere along the line? That's so true. We really do. We put ourselves on the back burner right, all the time. And it's done like, you know, I don't regret like putting my life on hold for my kids, you know, stuff like that. I don't regret that, but I lost who I was like my true self. Like I was like, where was the girl that like used to jump out of airplanes mm-hmm. for fun? And now I get on a merry-go-round and I need a barf bag. So, um, so yeah, you just start to like wonder like, what happened to the person who was fearless and took chances. um, And that person's still there. So it was kind of like starting this journey of self-discovery. Like I'm going to start to do things, the things that make me afraid that I've kind of like, if it scares me to death, I'm still going to try and move, push past it and keep doing, trying those things. So I, set out to do that. And then, you know, life starts to get in the way a little bit again. Um, but then this past year, I really kind of dug my feet in. Um, as you know, um, I took the huge, the biggest leap of faith for me. Um, I switched jobs. Yes. I'm so, and you, you have seemed so much happier <laughs> since you made that shift. It oh. was, it's amazing to me. Oh my gosh. It was absolutely terrifying, um, to leave the comfort of a good paying job, good insurance, that kind of stuff. Um, But I have not looked back since then. And um, it really started more kick in when we became friends. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, like you said, we met through your lovely husband. We used to work. He was my boss. Yes. Um, So we met that way. And the minute he told me that his wife was an author, I was just like, oh, we have to meet. Um, because, and then I read your books and you're one of the most talented authors. Oh, thank you. I didn't even have to pay you to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I promote you everywhere I can. Oh, thank you. Um, especially in my new job when I have a captive audience. See, I should just have you pass out my books when you're. (laughs) Or or cards with them. I'm like, here you go. For your your reading pleasure. Wow. We're, you know, 30,000 feet in the air. (laughs) You're not getting off the plane until you download one of her books. (laughs) Which leads me to how we actually ended up meeting. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. we It was a conversation of just getting to know each other. And then, you know, when this beautiful, tall, blonde woman is like, hey, have you ever thought about stripping down and standing in a freezer for your, <laughs> for your own physical and mental health? And I was like, I haven't, but say more. <laughs> the process that you plugged to me it was what's the full name of it cryotherapy cryotherapy yes and i am a girl that does not like to be cold but we decided we were going to give this a try and it's supposed to burn what is it the the amount of calories of it's something like 800 calories i don't know if it's more because of its freezing cold temperatures or the fact that we dance our way Yes. If you've never done this, you they strip you down, but they put on booties and you put on gloves and you're allowed to keep your bra and underwear on. Yes. And then they put you in this freezing cold chamber and you have to move every, what was it like? Every 30 seconds you switch. Yes. But they put a song on for you. I went with Uptown Funk and what, I can't remember what song you picked. Uh, Black Eyed Peas. Black Eyed Peas. Yes. Uh, um, I got a feeling, right? Was that one? I'm not even not. It was a Black Eyed Peas song. Yes. So that was like our first real hangout 
together was let's strip down in our underwear and go stand in the freezer for a while. I mean, there's nothing like bonding when, you know, you're half naked and freezing your tits off in front of each other because. Yeah, that was pretty much it. And it was it was a great experience. I will say that the way it rejuvenates you. Mm-hmm. I mean, I came out of there with so much more energy and just felt Absolutely. alive. That was fantastic. And I think at, at, uh, at the age that we are, like you said, we put ourselves on the back burner for so many things for so long that to have those moments where it just makes you focus on yourself and, and to remember how to do that, mm-hmm. it's, it's a big thing. And I, I thank you for throwing it out there and throwing this podcast out there. This oh, thank is, you. You're, very, you're a very inspiring person. Oh, thanks. <laughs> I'm blushing now. Oh, stop. Go on. (laughs) Well, you know, it makes me think as far as like putting others, putting others first. My family moved from Michigan to Florida after my husband got laid off. And I remember it was a very hard time for him emotionally because he was laid off from a job he'd been with for 17 years. And I know your husband went through something similar to that too. And my kids were dealing with a lot because they were moving away from the life that they had ever known, you know, everything they knew. And at at that time, I became the cheerleader for everybody. I did not allow myself to feel anything other than full support for them. And it was months like that. It was months of me being everybody's cheerleader. And I would have like my family come down. My mom would come down and she, you know, she'd be like, how are you doing? And I'm, the mask would be on. I'm fine. Yeah. Everything's fine. I'm good. And then she'd have to stop and go, no, really, how are you holding up? And it was, if I even tried to tap into that, I felt like I was going to crumble. I couldn't, I couldn't allow myself to feel at that moment. And I think, I think women do that far too much with our families. Yeah. I mean, I was in the same situation. My husband's job, we got transferred a lot. So we moved five times in 12 years. Wow. So that was moving. Like for me personally, like I couldn't make friends, long-term friends. Um, the kids, we were pulling them out of schools. Um, so my focus was solely on like, take care of the move, make sure everybody's settled, make sure like you know, the kids are okay. So yeah, you do, you put that mask on and then you just get kind of in, in an auto mode that, that becomes what you do and you forget Yeah. to really take the time to just take a breath. Um, I'm a big advocate now um, that of self-care. Um, what we didn't say is when I, tra- I changed job careers is that now I am a flight attendant for a major airline. And one of the things I've taken away from that is I now travel with face masks and things like that, or I'll bring a little candle with me. So when I am on the road, I try to practice some kind of self-care. Just take a few moments, you know, for myself. Even if that's all you have, just take the time. Yeah. Focus on you. It's okay to shut the door and let the kids play on their devices for a minute. Let let somebody else make dinner tonight. Shut the door and take take some time for you. There's I, on Mimesis, I talk about it all the time. There's a Peloton bike back there. Mm-hmm. That's that's my me time. That's my me time, and I will not cut it short. That's that's my focus on me, and it's very important to me. So I love that. I think you should do a whole video on. <laughs> When you're on that. Dude, I get so sweaty. It's ridiculous. 
I get so sweaty and so gross and I love it. Yeah, I have no room for anything like that because my oldest child just decided to move back home for good reason. But now our extra space just got very small. And, you know, that's another thing is you you think I'm going to raise them and they're going to go out in the world and then they're they're going to stand on their own two feet and then life hits and sometimes they come back and you're not done with that role yet. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I also took a lot of inspiration from my mom. Um, and she and I have talked about this, um, that, you know, she really put her life on pause, um, for my grandmother, when she was sick, she put her life on pause for us. When we were little, she put, you know, her life on pause for, we just lost my stepfather a year ago. Um, so she's really kind of put her life on hold for so long. And I kind of look at that and now I've kind of adopted the attitude that like, when I'm her age, I hope I still look as good and, yeah. and you know, and, and can be as active as she is. But I want to look back and go, man, that was a good ride. Yeah. Oh, hell yes. Yes, absolutely. I don't want to look back and go, what if? So, Because I see her now. She's just now starting to do the same thing that we're doing, but in her late 70s. Yeah. So I don't want to say it's limited more, but, you know, there's I'm sure there's things that she feels she's missed out on. And sure. So what are this is the kickoff episode here. What kind of things do you want listeners to look forward to and, and expect here on this journey? So on our journey, we are going to continue to challenge ourselves. Uh, I have a whole list of things. <laughs> Um, and, and it could be some simple things like going country line dancing that I think both of us have not done in, in about 20 years, Yeah, probably 20 years. So it'll be a whole different experience is no more sundresses. <laughs> I was going to say, I'm not going to wear a midriff top this time. And those low rise jeans, I'm not going to do that this time. Yeah. Nobody wants to see that. Nobody wants to see that. Um, and, and some of the other things that we've talked to is, and could be as big as traveling somewhere mm -hmm. and experiencing something in a totally different state. And, you know, I'm still determined to go back to that bridge and, and, jump, off. and jump off of it at some point. Um, but things like you and I have talked about, like, I don't have any tattoos and I've always wanted one. Um, so that that's going to be a whole thing for us to go experience that. Absolutely. I, it'll, it'll be, I think, number 13 or 14 for me, but I'm always down for fresh ink. <laughs> yeah, so it'll be, and I mean, that's that's on the list. Um, things I've never done, acupuncture. I've never done that. I mean, we would love for listeners to kind of chime in and give us ideas that I may not have really thought about doing. Um, we've already, we've done some other activities. We I also talked you into doing circus school. Yes, we did. And I talked about that on Mimesis a little bit, but we're going to go into more detail about it because that that's a whole episode by itself. That <laughs> we took my husband, who we did learn could join the circus yes, very did. easily if he wanted yep. to. <laughs> uh, my kids went along with it. One of them ended up, uh, she was trying to hide in the bathroom for a long time. And yeah. we had to tell her, you can come out. We won't make you do it again. Yeah, and we took another friend of mine with us. And this is also part of the premise of this is we want people to join us on yes. this journey, not just you and I doing activities. We want anybody who's in the area. We want, you know, people in different states to hopefully kind of feel inspired and maybe they can go do the same thing we're doing just in their hometown. But, you know, to have other women join us and try 
to do it. I mean, we had some pulled muscles on that adventure. <laughs> we did. <laughs> and most of it was tacked out partway through. Yep. Once yep. it got to, hey, let go of the bar and grab onto the guy swinging towards you, where I was like, I'm out. I'm I don't know him. I don't know his background. <laughs> but your husband was like, okay, cool. Yes. Let's, That's let's my husband that. completely. You know, it makes me think of, um, I should have known on our honeymoon the, the type of adventure him and I were going to be on together because uh, I remember we were on a Disney cruise and we stopped at one of the ports and there was another couple on their honeymoon. And we were walking like both couples, you know, we were just kind of hanging out together. We were walking along these slippery rocks together. And that husband is hovering right next to his wife. He's like, hold, it's, hold my hand. It's slippery here, hon. Just, just watch yourself. And he was like hovering over her. And Jay is literally 20 yards ahead of me and just turns around and yells back, it's slippery. Look out. <laughs> and I'm like, I got it. Thanks. <laughs> And if that doesn't define us as a couple, like we're going to look out for each other, but we're going to, we're going to do our own thing too. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, let's see what I have on my list. Some of the other things, um, like I would really like to try the rage room. Yes. I think there's a lot of women, men, you know, this isn't just open for women. It's, you know, for kind of anybody at this point in their life, because people lose, lose themselves at all genders and yes and whatnot um but i think that's a cool idea you can just go and just smash it and i think that's my dream <laughs> <laughs> i think it's a lot of people's dreams i just want to go break shit and then to add an extra layer the place that i found um you can even bring some of your own stuff <laughs> so <laughs> if you really want a get particular some thing that you're like this is it for you and i it's time um, one of the other activities, and there's all, already a few ladies who want to join us on this journey, is um, pole dancing for exercise. Yes. Oh, for exercise. For I exercise. thought we were doing something else. <laughs> <laughs> so there's so many great local places. And, you know, I've reached out to some of the owners also. And, you know, that one in particular is going to be or muscle one way or the other. <laughs> Well, no, nobody, nobody wants to see that. It'll either. only work if it's like a retirement home and they're <laughs> half blind and they can't hear anything. That's how it'll work for me. <laughs> you know, one of the funniest um, pole dancing things I've ever seen, there was, I think it was on TikTok and it was a girl who dressed like the girl from The Ring where she had her hair all forward and she was running like a hospital gown and she was doing like this creepy like, Oh thing. gosh. And my husband showed that to me and he was like, see? That's the kind of pole dance you would do. <laughs> like, you're damn right I would. It would be wonderfully morbid. Well, when I called to talk to um, one of the locations, and she was, because there's a limit, you know, to how many people can come take the class. And she's like, well, if you need to, you can double up on a pole. And I thought, <laughs> <laughs> how would that work? <laughs> you go high, I'll go low. I <laughs> Well, you are pretty tall and I'm pretty short, so... All I can think is that we would not get anything done because we would be laughing hysterically through the entire thing. I'm pretty sure that's going to happen anyway. <laughs> pretty sure that's going to happen. So that's one of another one of the activities we've talked about. And sometimes we'll just um, get together and talk about subjects. Yeah. You know, I mean, there's a whole plethora of stuff to talk about as, you know, like I always think about places that I used to shop at 
when yeah. I was younger and like how important it was for me to go get my bras from Victoria's Secret. And now I'm like, whatever, Target, cool. <laughs> Who's got the best deal going on? Yep, it fits. We're good. Or, you know, remember back in the day, you, you're a Southern girl, so I don't know if you did this, going to the tanning spas all the time. Did you do the tanning spas? Um, I did not have to do tanning spas because I grew up in South Florida. So we did one better. We did the baby oil. Okay. Did you guys do the stickers? Did you ever put the stickers on? No. Hand? Oh, yes. I would go to the tanning spot and put the little Playboy bunny on my hip. <laughs> a little 15-year-old me didn't know what the hell that was about, but I was like, yes, I'll put this here. That was a good idea. <laughs> no, we did the baby oil out on the back dock. Um, what was the spray called? Sun in. Sun in. Doesn't actually turn your hair blonde. It turns it orange. Which is stupid because I am blonde <laughs> naturally. So I don't know what I was thinking. I'm going to be blonder. But my friends did turn orange. Yeah, Their mine was turn orange. very orange. Very orange. Yeah, we were testing the universe. Like, ha uh, universe, skin cancer, we'll show you. I've had it twice now. Pass the baby oil. <laughs> I tanned every single day in high school every day and now i've had skin cancer twice so these are the things if we could go back and tell like our younger selves just yeah that would be a whole good good one to do like things to if we could go back and tell our younger selves yeah oh my gosh yeah that's a whole episode in itself yeah <laughs> i'd be like don't shave the side of your head and leave one long because your mother will hang a picture in the hallway for eternity and show everybody that comes over to the house. <laughs> uh, yeah. Ooh. But what are some activities that you would like to try? Well, one of mine, you and I have talked about this. I want to go to New York City. Yes. I've never been yes, to New yes. York. And that is something I really, really want to do. So I want to do that. Oh, my goodness. There's... It's a good thing you know somebody who flies for I know, before. right? Things that I'm really afraid of. I had one when we were talking about the rage room. Oh, um, escape rooms. I don't know why, but the idea of an escape room like scares the hell out of me. So I've, I've never done one either. I've never done an escape room. It scares the hell out of me. I think first of all, I hear escape room and I'm like my claustrophobia kicks in a little bit. Yeah, and me I too. know that's not it. You're not like in a coffin, right? <laughs> <laughs> that might be a different kind of escape room. <laughs> That might be some of from your other podcasts <laughs> from Amesis. Somebody actually buried alive. Yeah, I've never done it. It scares me. Like I, I worry I wouldn't be clever enough to actually find my way out. I thought I would just give up and live there then. <laughs> They'd come in after a while. We'd be in lawn chairs. <laughs> we fucking gave up, man. I don't. <laughs> we figured you'd find us sooner or later. Yeah, I gave up. I was like, I, I couldn't figure it out. Yeah, what are you gonna do? So that's that's my fear is I would not be able to figure that out. I wouldn't be able to get my find my way out. So I think that might might be one we have to do just because it scares the hell out of me. We'll just have to make sure we bring some smart people with us to do it. <laughs> yeah, we got out in thirty seconds because they got we, us out. We cheered them on. <laughs> I mean, we live in the greatest place there is to do. There's so much stuff to do here in Orlando that you yeah. just can't find anywhere else. Just get on International Drive and there's any. There's new stuff popping up all the time. 
it's amazing. Yeah. After moving from Michigan, you know, I have, I go back there to visit my family and I'm just like, what did we do? Like, what did we do while we were here? Yeah. I actually moved from here. One of our first moves was to a very small town in Georgia, um, called Swanee, Georgia. Oh, and that's a cute name though. It's a cute place. I mean, it's a great place to live, but when we first moved there, um, I, my oldest was young, he was toddler and there was like this county fair and I said, all right, great. We're going to go there. They have a petting zoo and we show up and it's just a couple farm animals tied to a fence. (laughs) (laughs) It was complete culture shock for us because you come from the world of, you know, we live here in beautiful Orlando where you have Mickey and you know, it's, everything is fantasy here. And then you move somewhere that's reality, reality, (laughs) because everything here is so big and over the top and right. It's glorious. It's glorious. But yeah, you, you go back to other places and you're like, Oh, this is, this is, this is why it's so expensive to live in central Florida. (laughs) Exactly. But we can, I mean, we would, I'd be willing to, I say that, but I might regret saying this. Um, I have a fear, healthy fear of roller coasters. Okay. Um, so there's a few that really scare the crap out of me that you might get me on for it. Which are the ones that scare you the most? Um, what is that? Rip ride rocket at universal studios at the one at universal studios that goes straight up. Oh yeah. So I am, I'm actually okay with like the Hulk. Because it shoots you right out of the cannon. There's no time. Yeah. It's the climb that gets me that I start panicking. And I'm like, oh my God, let me out. Let, yeah. let me out for this thing. What about the new one? The, oh my gosh, the Velocicoaster? Oh, yeah. Oh, see, now I've done that one. That one, it's intense, but it's fun. <laughs> I want to get you on that one. So that could be a whole... There is a ride at Universal Studios, though, and it's not even a roller coaster. But I'm telling you right now, I will never go on it again in my life. What is it? It's the one that goes inside Hogwarts. It's kind of like, um, oh, no, it's not It's not a virtual reality. Maybe it is. Is it the one where you sit and it, was it the one with it the like spiders? It rocks around oh, and yeah. uh, it blows heat at you and everything. Uh, I don't want to get too graphic here, but I really did not think I was going to get off that ride without throwing up. Really? I was, I got so motion sick on that. I was dizzy, like so motion sick. I was dizzy when I got off. I had to sit down before I fell down. So that one. (laughs) Okay. Well, we'll, we'll skip that one. We'll definitely, um, that'd be a whole, (laughs) you might not want to record that because (laughs) All you're going to hear is me screaming through the whole thing. The ones, so my, um, my kids, my son loves them. And okay. so when he was younger, my husband is a big guy and he didn't fit. Oh, isn't that convenient? And so I would have to go and I was like, listen, dude, I'm going to be screaming the whole time. And he would just laugh hysterically at me. And then um, I actually, I got hired to do a commercial at Universal Studios, or it's a, it was a spot for a TV show that was, and I was like, all right, cool. And my kids are like, what is it? I go, well, I have to ride the Hulk. And I had never been on the Hulk before. <laughs> so they were like, you're doing what? And I'm like, 
yeah, whatever. I'm just going to go with it. I'll never forget. They put me on this and it's like 30 something degrees in Florida, but we're dressed like we're in the summertime, right? So (laughs) now we got to pretend that we're warm. And I look at the guy next to me. I go, are there loops on this thing? He laughed through the entire thing because I was screaming. I didn't realize that there were in fact loops on it. I mean, did it make it to the show or the commercial? Um, you can't see me on there. Okay. Probably no. because your mouth was open and you were just like, <laughs> so it's, it's, it was fun until like the fourth time in a row yeah. that you have to go on it. And it's not fun anymore when your teeth are chattering. But I found out that one wasn't as bad because it shot me straight out. Like I didn't have to worry about the climb. Yeah. So that's the part where you're like, is my safety harness going to hold? Am I going to be okay? Right. Yeah. I, and I, as far as like flying, I know you that do this for a living, but to me, the worst part of flying is takeoff and landing. That's the part like right at takeoff where I'm like, is everything going to be okay? And then once we're in the air, I'm good. But yeah, you probably don't have any of those fears anymore, do you? I don't. <laughs> I don't. And I have to, sw- I have to watch my face because I found out that they, that passengers watch us. And watch our reactions to turbulence, to things like that. So there, I had a gentleman tell me that he goes, if you're freaking out, I'm worried. Like he goes, if your face is like, oh my gosh, he goes, then I start to panic a little bit. So I had to learn how to keep my face passive and just like focus and like smile. So I'm like the crazy yeah. person that's sitting there smiling. This is fine. Everything's <laughs> fine. The wing's supposed to be on fire. <laughs> I mean, I just actually, the funny thing is I just worked a flight that out of nowhere, I was in the middle of the plane and I had a tray of some drinks in my hand and we just hit turbulence out of nowhere. And I would not have been able to make it back to the jump seat safely. So I just sat right down on the armrest with a passenger next to me and I'm like, Hey, I'm going to be with you for a little bit. And I just had to ride it out there. Yeah. And the, one of the flight attendants in the back, she goes, everybody hold on to that flight attendant. <laughs> <laughs> and then all of a sudden I had like 10 hands on me and I'm like, okay, this is weird. I'm like, you guys, I'm fine. I'm really fine. Cause they do train us. Like if yeah. you hit it out of nowhere, sit on the floor. Yeah you know, just take a seat no matter where you're at. But yeah, so I was just kind of like chatting through it, like talking, getting felt up by strangers. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. You're like, it? I'm not really sure how your hand on my boob is helping this situation. <laughs> but thanks. <laughs> We're just securing her. She's good. <laughs> the tits are fine. Let go. <laughs> so I don't know. We'll see now that I have gotten used to that kind of stuff. Maybe I'll, I don't know. Probably not feel a little different about the roller coasters. I don't know. We'll see. That's going to be fun. That's a oh, good one. I'm going to let you take that list, and then you're just going to tell me where we're going. Okay, good. That's going to be awesome. I I do know um, the Kraken at SeaWorld has like eight loops in a row. Ugh. Yeah, but let me tell you, I did not go on that. Volu- well, I went on voluntarily, but I was with a um, field trip with my kids' school, and there was one one of the teenagers who everybody else had specific things they wanted to do. And this this young lady was just going with the flow. She didn't care. And she said, all I want is before the end of the day to do at least one of the big roller coasters. I don't even care 
just one before the end of the day. Okay. And she was so cool about everything all day. Got to the end and I'm like, all right, which which roller coaster do you want to go on? And she's like, I want to do the crack it. And I'm looking over and it's so many loops. It's just loops. So, so there was that's a, the one she chose. That's the one she chose. And there was another chaperone that was with me. And I was like, do you want to take her? Because the other girls didn't want to go. Don't blame them. Yeah, they had good for them. I looked at the other chaperone. Do you want to take her? Do you want me to? And of course, the chaperone was like, I pulled a muscle in my arm last week. Oh, how can we? Okay. All right. So I'll go. So I went on this thing with her. It goes so fast and goes upside down so many times. I didn't know which way was up, which way was down. I didn't know when I was upside down anymore. I came off that thing looking drunk. I was stumbling (laughs) side to side down the ramp. And she looks at me and is like, do you want to do it again? And I'm like, no, (laughs) absolutely not. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I don't know that I want that to be the. (laughs) (laughs) Maybe not that one. (laughs) Maybe not that one. (laughs) That's fair. I might have to tie some type of barf bag around my neck. <laughs> I'll grab a few from work and we'll have to fashion it. Like a feed bag for exactly. horses or a puke bag. That'll be fun for you. <laughs> no, it'll be funny for you. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Maybe not for me. We won't drink before that one. Some of these we might have to have a couple of cocktails before we do them, but. Yes. Not roller coasters. Possibly. That and water rides are enough. Yeah, I, I'm not big on water rides. I don't like walking through the park squishy and wet the yeah. rest of the day. And nobody wants to see us. Exactly. <laughs> Could you imagine? We're like, okay, we're here for our water rides and we're in just a bathing suit <laughs> with a sun hat on. And water wings. They're like, <laughs> all right, crazy ladies. Because, <laughs> you know, that's one of the things that, so I'm, you know, I'm in my early 50s and in my mind, I don't feel my age yeah and you know i think about sometimes like my kids friends come in the house and i think yeah i'm cool mom and i'm like they're probably just looking at me like i'm an old lady you know what i mean like how they don't perceive me like i think i come across they're not singing the the stacy's mom song about you in the background which by the way i hated that song when i was growing up and now i think it's adorable and i sing it i play it for my mom all the time (laughs) Well, you had that, and I had eight six seven five three zero nine. No, that is not my phone number. My daughter gave that number to a guy that asked for her number one time. Oh, I love that. Yeah, he didn't pick up on it either, but she did, and I was like, "That's my girl." I absolutely <laughs> love that. Like, I should do that next time. I never even thought about doing that. Yeah. Next time somebody tries to get my phone number when I'm working, yeah. just eight six seven five three zero nine. See if they get it. <laughs> I'll hand it to meds with getting off. <laughs> Here you go. And with my luck, then that would be the person that I run into. <laughs> it's the pilot on your next, the next leg of your flight. <laughs> ah, shit. <laughs> that would not be good. Are there any, uh, there's, is there any flirtations between flight attendants and the pilots? Um, not for me. <laughs> I mean, I wish I could say, yes, they flirt with me all the time. Um, I hear stories. Yeah. I don't, like, I I, ha- I work with the best people in the business because the airline that I work for, um, I'm not going to say who, but 
they allow us to be ourselves. Um, so I meet some of the greatest people that you really get to know. And I think maybe just cause, um, at my age, I don't, if somebody's flirting with me, I probably wouldn't even know. I'm the same way. Um, I wouldn't recognize it. You now, know? if someone's flirting with my daughters in front of me, I absolutely pick yes. up on that. And I'm like, turn into yeah. helicopter mom there. But Yeah, I mean, I had one pilot um, on one of our overnights. And it was the... <laughs> I still can't believe this was his pickup line. Um, we could do a whole thing about this, too. Um, I was sitting at the bar or I actually walked up to the bar to pay my tab and he overheard me talking. So he's like, Oh, you know, you work for so-and-so. I was like, yeah. And he goes, yeah, so do I, I'm a pilot. And he looks over at me and he goes, God, your hands are big. Uh, I, I was like, <laughs> what? And then in the next breath, he, he grabs my hand and holds it up to his hand to compare hands as if to prove that my hands were big. And my first thought was, Okay, first of all, if my hand is bigger than yours, that is not something that, that you not. want to point out. But I'm like, and that's your pickup line for me? And then he went on to, then it turns out he actually was working, flying one of the legs of my flight. With his tiny hands? Yes. <laughs> tiny hands. And and he's like, well, we'll have just make sure we will have to act like we don't know each other. And I'm like, we don't know each other. What is, weirdo with tiny what is happening here? And I was just like, and then he invited me to go outside and, oh. and have a smoke with him. I'm like, no, thank you. Oh, I'm tired. I'm going to sleep. I was like, <laughs> thank no. Thank Fake stretch. Thank you. Bye. But yeah, other than that, I just, I, you know, I'm sure it happens. I hear it happens. I'm just not privy to, I'm, I'm, I think my expiration date for, <laughs> I have the weirdest pickup, attempted pickup story ever. Are you ready for this? Yep. Okay. I was a teenager. I was working at a movie theater and there was a regular that came in like every weekend and he flirted with me all the time. And then one weekend he decided he was going to make his move by giving me a present. Okay. So he walked up to the box office. It was all wrapped up and he handed it to me passed it over to me and I opened it up and it was the children's book everybody poops (laughs) and he presented this to me and he was just like I saw this in a bookstore and I thought it was funny and I thought you would find it funny so I bought it for you Uh, (laughs) what would make somebody think here's a book about poop here let me give it to the pretty girl behind the counter I why did you think that was going to work? And then it made me question me, like, why did you think that was going to work on me? What am I putting out into the universe? <laughs> this guy was like, the girl at the box office would really find this book about poop. Hilarious. And now you've been married for 20. No, just <laughs> <laughs> you can tell us it was Jay. Yeah, no. Actually, I had to, I had to pick him up. Okay. He, he was ready to friend zone himself. And there was a group we were in. We met in a uh, college theater class. We were doing Neil Simon's play Rumors, and there was a bunch of the cast members going out after the play, and I was driving. And I remember saying to him, call shotgun. He was like, what? Call shotgun. Why? And I had to look at this boy and say, I would like to sit next to you. (laughs) Call shotgun. And he was like, oh. 
<laughs> and we've been together ever since. <laughs> but we still laugh about the guy that got me the book about poop. <laughs> yeah, I, I would too. I wish him well. And whatever, wherever life took him, I wish him well. And I really hope he can try that again. He probably did. It worked on somebody. <laughs> so it had to work. He's probably got like a whole box of them in the trunk of his car that he sees pretty <laughs> girls. And he gives him this book. Now he's middle-aged and still... <laughs> Still passing the book out. Passing out books on poop. Where does your mind go that you thought that was going to work? A book about poop. That will get me her number. That'll get you a number. I don't think it's the one you want. 911, maybe. (laughs) And a restraining order. He never came back to the theater after that day. I think it weirded him out enough. Let's look him up on Facebook. (laughs) If I can remember his name, I would. I'm horrible. I don't even remember his name. He's just the guy that got me the book about poop. Okay, so we have a, a list started of things we want to do and things we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm, yeah. But, of course, we want to hear any suggestions from our listeners. Absolutely. And, Jen, where can they get a hold of us if they have some ideas they want to see us try? Um, they can get a hold of us on Facebook at Unpaused Life, on Instagram at Unpaused Life Podcast, and by email at unpausedlife at gmail.com. Wonderful. Um, I'm very excited about this adventure and all we have in store for us. And I thank you for letting me be a part of this. Oh my gosh. I couldn't imagine doing it with anybody else. Oh, thank you. And then, and we were talking about in the future, we'll probably have some other fabulous guests joining us. Exactly. Because like, as we said, the hope is that we have all of you joining us on our adventures and stepping outside of your comfort zone. Um, and we always say, you know, life on pause, but press that play button and get off pause. I love that. We'd love to hear from you, your ideas, your experiences, you know, kind of what you've been through and we'll all go on this crazy adventure together. Press play on us as we press play on life. Yes. All right. Any parting words with our listeners for this, our first episode? Um, as always, we'd like to thank you for joining us and remember there's always time or make time to hit play on the pause button and from us you life is short too short to wait did i say that right <laughs> yep life is too short life to wait. is too I short that. to wait perfect all right until next time bye, bye.